this is Doug Stanhope, and you're listening to the Master Bastard Podcast, live from wherever the fuck you are. Cocoon. Cocoon, correct. Horny for Horner. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Master Bastard, that sweet little podcast with little mouthfuls of clastered. Let's baby bird it to you. Just... Oh. My name's Turlet. I'm Ham Tackle. I'm Sir Chapsworth. Ram Tang. Oh, goddamn pleasure, gentlemen. Have you here once again. I'm a wrecked passion. I thought you were going to play The Boys Are Back in Town. Oh, I should have. <laughs> should have. That would have been more fitting. For the best movie ever. But the, the shitty version from 48 Hours. The cover version. Is there? How the fuck do you know that? <laughs> Nick Nolte. You with, you know, you with music, singing. dude. I don't get it. I'd like to say it's because I worked at a record store for 11 months. Back when there's no Napster and internet, really. Oh. If you wanted music, you had to go legitimately get music. Mm-hmm. Napster. So many Tenacious D songs labeled as Weird Al songs. <laughs> ah, delicious. Ladies and gentlemen, as we do every week, we have a drink of something nasty. It's almost always absinthe. And that's what it is today. The end of a bottle. <laughs> Uh, even in small doses, it's it's never gets any it's better. It's got something. It's got a. It ain't no good. Ain't no good. Do you miss it? Do you miss it, chaps? I take it you don't drink absinthe on your off time when you're not here. I don't drink on my off time, really. And if you, you did, would it be absinthe? Probably. Ah, <laughs> uh, just so that you don't make a taste of it. I let it get on my lips. You know, there's like certain foods that fucking make you cough or cringe immediately. Like cinnamon is one that if you like inhale it, it makes you cough uncontrollably. Yeah. This just makes me salivate. I want to touch my nipples uncontrollably. (laughs) If absinthe was a jelly, I'd be (sighs) yuckers. Absinthe. Makes my mouth water and my nipples hard. (laughs) So, gentlemen, how has it been? It's been, uh, you know, I'm not going to complain in this room right now. I'm not going to complain to any of these guys right now. Well, does anybody have anything happen in the last week or few days or anything? Anything fun? Yeah, I, I went and got my uh, basal cell carcinoma removed off my nose. Oh, Yeah, yesterday. I didn't notice the bandage on your face. Yeah, the two, two thick Oh, you bandages. got a nose job. Pretty much is what they had to do. <laughs> rhinoplasty. Yeah, get some Botox was, next to you know, Cancer removal slash rhinoplasty just to make me keep the form of my nose. Otherwise, it could have been way weirder coming out of it. Way less work, but I, I think I got 37 stitches. It's around there. Running, That's, dude, you, like it. did you guys see that uh, Badu Jack fight that happened last week where the guy had the canyon cut in his forehead? No. I, I sent, remember I sent you the picture of the guy I said was your janitor and covered yeah. in blood? That was the, <laughs> the referee from that fight. Badu Jack? Um, he had a huge giant gash, and, and that was 23 stitches. Wow. <laughs> and it was his from the, like the top of his forehead to well below between his eyes down his nose. Yeah, that's scar tissue yeah. for sure. Fuck yeah. That picture of Ramtang's nose, it's all like just on the nose, but it's like a nice, it's a zigzaggy, long, roaring, windy trail like you're following a river. Yeah, they had to do some, some stuff. Did and... you feel like Daphne Zuniga in Spaceballs right before you went under? Or you didn't go under, but. No, I, I felt I, I felt pretty. Yeah, but I just good you went in and got it looked at though, bro. Well, that was the thing too, because it was I guess really close to the nerve, and so the second layer they took off, they they were like, well, that's it. But it was really close to that nerve. If you had waited, 
you know, if it hits the nerve, I guess it has a tendency to spread faster than it normally would. So yeah, I'm glad it's done, but I've just, you know, been throbbing pretty much is the best analogy I have for my last day and a half. Had an exciting year so far. Like, yeah, I go, I go to Walgreens to get my prescription and they're like, Oh, did they do this electronically? I was like, yeah, probably. Oh, when did you leave there? Like eight minutes ago. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it might take another 45 minutes. So as I'm so waiting for my pain, kill, my you pain had killers, the script in hand though. Yeah. They just needed to verify it online or some shit. It's some, some stupid shit. I'm like, if it didn't come through here, I have the prescription yeah. right here. Here's my ID. Here's that's, my insurance card. That's, that's like kind of what that's for. <laughs> and so, but yeah, 45 minutes later. So like the last 20 minutes though, my nose just started like throbbing and I was like on the verge of tears. Like, you know, the numbing yeah. agent wore off. I was like, holy shit. Well, I'm sure. And then I pop two Percocets, get home, and then just like, okay, it's time to just relax, take it easy. And Chatsworth came by to say hey, and I bent over to get something, and like, the blood like rose into my head, and it felt like my nose like it just exploded. Like you I felt turned like I a different color too. You, you you could tell you were in severe oh, pain. God, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, that one was brutal. And yeah. then just trying to sleep was fucking complete shit show. Well, right now should be as bad as it gets, so it should only be better than this. Going forward, that's the one thing you got going. Well, the swelling this morning was terrible. They're they're taking out your stitches when? Wednesday. That's fucking crazy. Well, look where it's at. It's on his nose, huge amounts of blood flow. I guess, but still, I would think. Nose heals quick. I would think you'd have that shit in for like a couple weeks or something. Uh, I don't know. Or they'd give you dissolving ones and you wouldn't even have to get them. Oh, there's there's actually some that are under the surface as well, too. Yeah. I'm sure. Those ones are probably. They did that. Set, remember that wrist surgery I had? They yeah, had the bone internal ones and then external ones. Yeah. And how, like, many, just, how many surgeries uh, have just you had? Rub it. Total? Would you say? Five knee surgeries. Jesus. Surgery. Um, stitches in my head. Um, and a toe surgery, reconstruction, and two hernia operations when I was six and eight months old. So total. Jesus Christ. You just hired that janitor to tuck your prolapse back in yeah. with the plunger, right? Right. Okay. That was a month out. premature. My my uh, stomach lining didn't fully form, I guess. Oh. Fuck, man. I, and they think. I got, a, I got a wisdom tooth out once. <laughs> some of the doctors I got some think, stitches. I read something about preemies not developing immunity, so that could explain why I get sick often, more often than you guys do, you know? I, I only had, I had my... My chin completely sliced open. I still have a scar a bit on my chin. You uh, had a really weird condition that I had uh, where... Um, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the salivary gland. I had a, the lacrimal gland. There is yeah. a, that was so awful. It calcifies or... Yeah, I had, a, uh, I had basically a white calcification powder built white up powder, in, a, uh, in a lacrimal gland that makes your saliva a salivary gland. And it... Uh, it ended up coming out in a probably about a half an inch long piece of pure white. Yeah, fuck, like bone. Yeah, it, it looked, looked like, like bone. bone, and it was just and it, it broke apart in your fingers immediately, and it was like very very gritty. Yeah, once so it, once that was out, I it was good God, was it a relief? It was like that, passing a stone. I bet it was it? like I had a huge bump under my tongue, and it hurt, and especially if you were eating something and you salivate. Oh my. God, it was yeah. torture. Do you remember my face? Yeah, I remember it blew up twice the, the size side. of. Uh, do you guys remember that when that happened to me? I had a, mm. On the side, yeah. It was down here. I could feel the whole gland just all like the below way below your up ear to here, like below your ear and jaw. Yeah. And I went to the fucking uh, dog and pony show 
UNC fucking clinic. They had, we all know what you got. Here, take this antibiotic. You know, I, I wish I would have known the lemon juice, you know, make you salivate. Oh my just god, that would have been torture for me. salivate, you know? Because I know that was the, that was what I was hearing was to do that yeah. too. And I, I did something, man, it hurt. Yeah, or, or even like acetic acid, something to make you salivate. You then, know? It was, then it was over. <laughs> Pickle juice, even. But I've not had, you know... Oh, it was horrible pain. I remember it radiating up the side of my face, like into my sinuses and shit. I, Fucking with my ear. I know it would make ham tackle salivate. Big, juicy uh, steak. Steak. Big, yeah. juicy steak. I like steak. Yeah. I didn't, sure. say, I didn't say cock. I, I know, he's steak. right. Yep. Gotta hand it to you when you're right, you're right, man. A big, black Angus burger delicious i do enjoy a good black angus burger yeah how about you guys black (laughs) angus burger is pretty delightful these days Pretty delightful i want to come up with my own salisbury steak recipe i've made salisbury steak a few times i quite fucking enjoy making salisbury steak it's just pretty much cooking burgers then (laughs) boiling them in gravy yeah (laughs) might always turn out like meatballs that was the uh i don't use like wasn't that depression era they made that in the depression that was the, because that's the only kind of steak you could even get close to. Yeah. Shit on a shingle. Yeah, yeah. Pretend chop. steak with, with the chopped mm-hmm. up na- uh, yuckier bits. Yuckier bits. I mm. like it. So that's it. But you've had a very exciting yeah, uh, 2019 a, so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you pretty much oh, moved into a house and, uh, you know, had a probably the one of the biggest surgeries of your life. Yeah, well, I didn't have to go under or anything. I've had... Two other surgeries where I had to go under. Did you have headphones on or anything? I just or... I was just chilling. And they were like, do you want to get up and walk around? I was like, no. I'm just going to sit right here until you guys are done. <laughs> yeah, you pay attention, please. Like, probably. Yeah, just figure it out. I'm... Crazy. But yeah, it was dude, just so many. Like, I felt the first five initial pricks of the needle <laughs> when they were numbing it. And that, that wasn't bad. And then I was numb as shit. But then when they did the top part of my nose, like, that had not made it up there at all. So I felt that one, like, instantly. Oh, I was off. Oh, scary. Oh, I felt that. <laughs> Just want to let you know. Oh, that makes me upset. That's sometimes the worst part of a surgery is that that blocker or that well, shit. The worst part, I think, was my head coming off the headrest, you know, being pulled by flaps of my nose. Just as they were getting those stitches going, like, I was like, oh, my God. And they had this huge bright light. You can't open your eye. Oh, They're God. Like, you'd blind yourself. So it's just like you, your eyes are closed. It's like your head's bobbing. Have you had uh, dental surgery? Um, no. I had braces. Anything like that? Yeah. Damn, medical nightmare, dude. That's because that's sort of like what it is. It's, I've had a root canal and a crown, and a, when they took out my wisdom tooth, because I only had one, all the, didn't, I didn't have any wisdom teeth on any other side, so I had a bunch of extra bone back on one side on the top, and it was getting, it would get in the way of when I would bite down. Once the tooth wasn't there, it was going to bite into the side of my jaw, mm. and so they had to chip out like a bunch of the bone back there and so they actually put me under for that shit so i just was like but I, all i remember is that i f- they were amazed at how fast i recovered because <laughs> i was like woke up and i was like oh yeah i could get up and i could walk around now i'm, I'm fine i'm right. fine no they're like wheelchair i'm like no i can walk to the car i'm good and <laughs> just like walked down they're like are you okay I, you, people usually take about a half hour sit around to, when you I'm come like, out, good yeah coming out from under anesthesia like I, the last couple times it's been great for me though i'm just you know i wish it didn't happen I'm like i don't know time, it's just, i'm just experiencing it being fucked up i guess i don't know i have two surgeries tonsils when i was like four and knee surgery in high school but i remember waking up from the knee surgery and they were it was like you know outpatient was it like, scope or did they cut yeah i know uh, they back then it was 97 so yeah they didn't scope shit they, they had a nice like six inch long incision for just like a 
Meniscus, right? Yeah, a little meniscus tear, like nothing big. So, but uh, as soon as I wake up, like, oh, you're awake? Oh, here, have crackers. You drink this water. Have more crackers. Drink this water. Here's a lima bean shaped dish to puke into. Do you know why they do that? Why? Because you were under anesthetic and your digestive system goes under and stays under. Like it doesn't respond oh, so like your consciousness. That was intentional to make me throw up? No, they need you, they need you to start processing food and water because you have to, you have to fast before you go oh, in. I didn't know that. It was just they like need to this, turn this, on your this, digestive this. system. And then they they're like, you're that. probably going to throw up. Like, yep. You'll get, you get super bad constipation oh, if they don't do that. the speed of them. So they, there's a reason. Okay. Well, aren't they nice You've now? You've been shitting on them for years, and they were doing the right fucking thing. And it was your ignorance of medical... Pers- no, just, mm-hmm. I, I took a, a swing at my mom when you came called out? the nurse a cunt after, my ta- after the wisdom teeth surgery. I had a really bad reaction to the anesthetic. Fucking crazy. Like, I, I like lunged at my mom to get to attack her. <laughs> yeah, that, how old were you? 16. So 16. Well, yeah. just like Sorsha and Bavwarda lunged at her mother. Gentlemen, one of the greatest movies of all time on Bastard Peace Theater, if you're Insert ready to Insert shoehorn. If we're cranking reference. If we're ready to move on to this, unless you have anything else sure. before we dive into this movie. Yeah, it was just a big, that was a big story you had. Yeah. So it was big. Just, everything's yeah. going good, we'll know later, yeah, I'm sure. Surgery, yeah, in the yesterday. Yeah, and, and I'm sure I'll, I'll take pictures for the next couple weeks. How about that for a yeah. fucking trooper? Surgery yesterday at the podcast. Gentlemen, light golf clap, please. I, I don't know how. I wouldn't Se- have been here. Seven minutes away. No, I'd use that as a fucking milk it as much as I could. Well, no, Cheese Nips is having like a ladies night thing, so like oh, her so friends that she hasn't hung out with for like a year and... A couple other people who haven't seen the house yet. So I was like, yeah, I can't be here anyway. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. All right, gentlemen, here we go. Bastard Peace Theater. That's the worst fart of all the farts it's, you have. It's juicy Squirter. Ladies and gentlemen, Bastard Piece Theater, where we pick a movie on Netflix or internet somewhere, and we all watch it and we discuss it this week. So how many of you guys uh, you guys, guys watch this movie? Oh, yeah. Do you watch it on YouTube? I watched it on my DVD. Oh, this week, Willow. Because you have it on DVD. Yeah. Do you know right now you can't even get like a digital version of it? It's all pre-order because they're putting out a remastered version. What? I just checked Amazon the other day, nineteen ninety-nine. Oh, you can buy a physical copy, but I'm talking about... Nineteen ninety-nine, Amazon Prime Video. Okay, I apologize, Video? I apologize for contradicting you, but you can get the digital copy on Amazon. I checked. It's not on Prime Video. Prime means it's free with the Prime subscription. No, it's nineteen ninety nine. So it's on Amazon, not Prime, then. I don't. Let's fucking look. Aren't they the same shit these no, days? No, Prime means you can stream it for free. No, you can buy it. I, I thought no, you, you couldn't no, no, get no, it no. online at all. You're talking streaming, right? Yeah, I'm talking streams. And it looks as pre-order. See, bitch? I swear to God, the other day it look, was look who's Look who just gave me uh, handfuls of shit. <laughs> he was just and waiting was to wrong. prove you wrong, too. Oh. I, sw- I just looked the other day and saw... I think you might have saw it on there and it fucking maybe a Oh, well, this was just updated. It's going to be released January 29th, 2019. See? So when I checked two weeks ago, it was look, different. Only a, in a couple We're of both days, right, In a couple of days, you could have called me a piece of shit, but right well, now, no, I think you owe me an apology. It was ready to go, like, to, 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 down, to download. I almost bought it on Amazon, but I'm like, ah, I have a DVD somewhere I can't find it. I'll just watch it on that YouTube link that has somehow existed for several for a couple of years. I had it on Blu-ray, so I watched it on that. Samson watched about half of it with me. That's cool. Well, they, they, that's the most boring part, is the first half. The movie really, that movie gets good in the snow scene. 
when they go to the fucking snow right camp. after you are great exactly right right there that was that's right, then. right after that they go to the castle which is by far the very best part you of are great. like the whole castle confrontation okay with the real, real and... quick best quote from the movie well it wanna be... breathe god damn you <laughs> it was it's, it's how we named my cat my my uh my uh 19 year old cat peck out of the way, Peck. When she was a kitten, she was always underfoot, and that's why we named her Peck. That's and a great story. The well, fuck you. But uh, you're you're just a second for want to breed, then. Yeah, want to breed. What do you think? I I don't have a favorite quote. I just know I've never seen behind the back sword play before. Well, he did a lot of like spinning around and flipping the sword. Out of the way, Peck. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the, uh, the character Eric. You know, he had a long-standing career. I think he was in two Tales from the Crypt, and that's about all I've ever seen him in. Well, he's like he's like a, a, the Jake Busey type, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I, I, his face is very familiar, though. Yeah. He, and he's he looks like he did a great um, job in the movie. Like he plays a good character, except he oh, uh, he yeah. has the most overdone death scene in history. Who ah, Gavin O'Herlihy, who plays Eric Thalbauer? Doesn't he kind of also look like the guy in Ghostbusters that's with is, the EPA? That's what it is. He's fucking Brian no. Dennehy's son, isn't he? He's Brian Dennehy's no, son. No, he's that's Gavin O'Herlihy. Oh, I thought you said... Because like he looks kind of like in the face, like he could be Dennehy. He was Chuck yeah. Cunningham on like... Happy Days. Never Say Never Again, he was Captain Jack Patachi. Superman 3, he was Brad Wilson. Star Trek Voyager, he was the first mage of the Kegs on And then after Ola. Willow, nothing? What, what after Willow? He was in Tales from the Crypt. I didn't see Tales from the Crypt on his description. Oh. Might be they're just doing maybe movies or something. I, uh, I didn't, I didn't thoroughly ones. study everybody, but I do have many facts about everyone. Oh, there he is in Star Trek Voyager. Being a humanoid alien with makeup on. I'll cut you off right there, friend. <laughs> Sounds like a Got loud quick. Well, a lot he, of bitter, see, I got shit from feelings. Chapsworth and my boss like just two days ago about Star Trek and how they have make have shitty makeup. No, I didn't. I was telling an anecdotal story about how we make fun of you when ever... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that I had headphones that. on. I stand up, put on my jacket to leave. And, and then right? I, I reiterated... Star Trek sucks. No, I reiterated that that's what we were making fun of you about. <laughs> oh, I only caught... I didn't know what was going on. I like I like Star Trek, but you gotta, t- you gotta tell me. There's that one, like, rainbow-colored, weird-haired fuck from, like, Voyager or Deep Space Nine or something. Are you talking about Neelix? It is the absolute most retarded fucking design for an alien ever have I seen in my Neelix, life. Are you talking about Neelix, motherfucker? Look at that, Neelix. Are you talking about Neelix? That is super dumb looking. Oh, Neelix. Yep. Awful character. Awful. Voyager was overall not that great. And uh, Lady Turlet the other day was saying how we should watch Star Trek Voyager again. And I said, you've never watched my favorite, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. We've watched Star Trek The Next Generation and Voyager before. How about Deep Space Nine or Enterprise? I don't, I don't like Enterprise that much. I want to watch Voyager. Damn it, Neelix sucks. Yeah, yeah. The Harry uh, Kim sucks too. The Mohawk and the it just fucking stupid. That just looks dumb to me. Kess sucks. Almost everybody sucks in that show. Yeah, it's not a good show. Oh, look, Phlox. He's using his defense mechanism in that picture from Star Trek Enterprise. They look like feminist lumberjacks. Feminist lumberjacks. <laughs> Gentlemen, so this movie I picked. Lumberjanes, I'm sorry. Willow. The Lucasfilm movie, story by George Lucas, directed by Opie Taylor, Ron Howard, director of Solo, a Star Wars story. That was good uh, you know what I love about this movie? What do you love about this 1988 classic? It, it incorporates all of the, the cutting-edge technology of the time. I think this was probably the first movie I saw using morph, morphing in it. It was. It was great. Like, they did great little morphing scenes. 
I think the first time I ever saw it, though, in real, I don't, was this before the Michael Jackson black and white video? Yes. What year was that? Oh, that was like 93, 91. Okay. Because that's the other one I remember with the morphing in it that yeah, was this good. This was Industrial Tyra Light Banks and was Magic. In that, by the way. Yep, yeah. I remember. Industrial the Light and Magic was, <coughs> Industrial Light and Magic was tasked with that, with having to convert her from animal so, to animal. And they planned on originally doing stop motion animation and converting this and smearing the scenes in between. Yeah, that's it. That stop motion animation is also in this, and it's top notch. This is like Harryhausen kind of quality. Is this. Harryhausen's dead, right, at this time? Or is he... No, Harryhausen only died like two years ago. Did he? Okay, so did, did he do this? No. Because I, I just... The, the uh, animation on the... Uh, particularly like the two-headed water dragon thing. I don't know if he did or not, truthfully, but I thought he was retired then. Yeah, I just... It was really good, so... Even the little brownies... Like the, yeah, because they did the green, they could chroma key. I was really thinking about certain aspects of it when I was watching, like in the back of the the, of the cart where they're Mm -hmm. going on the road. There's an oversized scene of giant barrels and rope and everything else that they're running around on. That is not shitty. They did they did forced perspective. They did uh, sets like uh, like miniature sets and Mm -hmm. very large sets to try to. And that blue screen worked a lot better back in '88. Right now, it sticks out pretty hard with the with the uh, you know when they're when they have them kind of superimposed over the image of like the normal size characters mm-hmm. but still 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 decent yeah for the time i mean now if you just saw it for the first time you'd think oh geez they aren't we played but... mortal kombat one two and three yesterday and remember how revolutionary those were at the time mm-hmm. yeah like oh my god it's, it's so like four real. frames to do an uppercut. So awful. oh it's the worst shit it's like four frames know. to do an uppercut and the, the, the response of the controls like you have to be not doing a move to move forward and sh- it's just horrible yeah it was it was something I did. I did actually uh, uh, talk about Willow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, visual effects, industrial light and magic. So, Turtle, can you? But can you give us a basic description of the plot? Uh, evil Queen Babmorda has had a uh, prophecy from her sages that tell her there will be a baby born that will be her bane that will eventually defeat her and banish her soul. So Babmorda gathers all the pregnant women in the, in the, in the, around the whole surrounding area. This is a high fantasy movie, by the way, folks. High fantasy. And brings them to her castle in uh, Nakmar Castle. And, uh, and uh, as they're born, they check for the certain birthmark and they find... God damn it. Uh, dog barking. It's like the Monster Energy logo. Right yeah, there. yeah, under her armpit, and so, uh, but the nursemaid uh, is asked to, you know, please take my baby, save her, and, and then the nursemaid took her away, and they she went many, many miles over a snowy mountain and through wooded Basically, forests. What, was it Noah that or Moses that that, that they floated in Moses the river? Moses went down the river, yeah, yeah. and wonder. she's getting chased by the Nakmar hounds, and she puts well, baby in the Alora Dannon in the basket and sails her down river and. Ends up at the... How old were you guys when you first saw that movie? I uh, saw it in the theaters. I saw it in the theaters also. Theaters. Like oh, six? Ten. Like okay. eight. Out of an eight. Those uh, hounds kind of scared me as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Real dogs. Great job on those hounds. Fucking like, Real dogs were like, with prosthetics. Like boar pig demons. Yeah. Things. they. The thing is, they, they have a prosthetic over their head. That, like, yeah. that gives them the dog head. And it's very convincing. They did a great job with the effects on the dog that it doesn't look because normally the dog will run and those things will move unnaturally and it looks totally cheese dick but they did a good job you guys don't think it looks like a pig yeah it does it's, well, it makes it's sounds awful. sort of like they kind of like the boar tusky kind of style awful right? yeah they got tusks and they make that sound sort yeah. of when snarl piggy snarl Willow's adorable two children find baby so, by the river describe Willow our, our protagonist oh uh, Willow is played by Warwick Davis he's a Nelwyn you pronounced it incorrectly what Warwick it's Warwick Mark Davis. I'm sorry. I guess I'm suck. And he's a Nelwyn. He is a Nelwyn. 
they are a race of dwarfs, literally. Uh, the dw fantasy dwarven race. And uh, he's farming his little area, and then Burl comes up and yells at him, blah, blah, blah. But they find the baby by the river. Uh, they go into her, The wife comes, and they start taking care of her, and they really care about her. And then the evil hounds show up and tear apart the village, and then Willow is tasked by Billy, Barty, and uh, Noodles, Macintosh. Well, when they when the uh, animals come, they come and they turn over every cradle. They, they attack every cradle. It was looking for a baby! Yes. So they know that's probably looking for their, their huge well, human who, baby. Well, who murders the... The beast to scare them all off. You guys are missing. Vonkar, yep. the oh, uh, baddest ass midget ever. Yeah. Is Vonkar the same guy from uh, Bad Santa? Do you want to know? He no, is. he's not. Uh, not. But another one of the uh, wow. uh, yeah, warriors one. is Bad Santa Elf is in there. Okay. But yeah, oh you're yeah, you're right. Vonkar is, is sort of like a. Uh, it's sort of like a Cheech Marin looking motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you ready for the whole? You want the whole fucking Von Car breakdown right now? Yeah, wasn't he on Seinfeld as Mickey? Nope, that's not Mickey. This is oh. Phil. F oh, no, I didn't see Seinfeld on his. He might be. I don't know. Uh, Phil Fandacaro. The wizard was on Seinfeld, right? Uh, no. The known wizard. No, the wizard is Billy Barty. He was in everything else. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Phil Fandacaro was also the voice of Creeper in Disney's. It wasn't my fault. The Black Cauldron. It my, that's it. That's it. You're playing an animation of him? This is Billy Barty or Vonkar? This is Vonkar. Under the Rainbow. He was in that movie. He was in Return of the Jedi. He was the only Ewok to have a death scene. Oh, the one that... Yeah. Oh, the I, Black I Cauldron. I haven't seen that fucking movie since I was like... Yeah, me either. Seven. Seven. I don't even know what goes on. Oh. I remember parts of it, but... Tell me you remember this scene here. Yeah. Ewoks... Only Ewok to die. There it is. Oh, he that's was, he was dead. Oh, he's Von Car. He's the striped one. That's oh. Von Car, right there. Yeah. I had the striped one figurine. Garbage Pail Kids movie. He was Greaser Greg. Oh, that's the worst fucking look in the world. He is married to Elena Bertagnoli, the manager of the uh, rest his soul, Vern Troyer. Full-size woman? Uh, I don't think so, seeing how she <laughs> manages little people and she's married to a little person. I'm just using... What kind of fucking... I don't know. Kind of Sounds like she put all of her eggs in one basket. That's well, <laughs> Phil Fandacaro. Small basket, bud. <laughs> yeah, she found a niche. Now, if she's a full-size woman, that's hilarious. She better be. Mickey. I didn't look it up. It was Mickey. Oh, oh, Daniel Charles Danny Woodburn is, is the guy from Seinfeld. No, it's not. I just, they all look alike, I guess. I guess I'm... Oh, no, what wow. is going on over here? Can't date nor date normal-sized people, fucking... <laughs> I didn't they say all that. Look, no, I'm saying this guy over <laughs> no, here guy with this fucking... Yeah, he's pretty all right, hold on. Let me look up Elena Bertagnoli. <laughs> he's got some midgephobia. Phil Fondacaro's wife. Let's find out together. Okay, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, immediately. Are you sure? There they are with Vern Troyer. It's a good look. For hey, if, if given the, the the options out there, that's Vonkar. Yep, Vonkar. It doesn't look like very Cheech Marinish. Yeah, that's Vonkar. Excellent. Okay, but they are tasked by Billy Barty, the little uh, the the Nelwyn mage, the the town wizard or whatever to. Take the baby to the Daikini Crossroads. Daikinis are humans. He gives a gift to Willow at this time. Who, who Willow 
is an aspiring magician. Yes. He, he wants to be, he wants some status. He's a farmer. He doesn't have a whole lot of status in his village, yep. although he has a great loving relationship with his wife and he has two children that love him. Kaya is, just loves him so much. Too. Kaya it's loves beautiful him. Beautiful children. I tell you what, uh, Vonkar did better than Willow, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Homely. homely but she, uh, she makes a gift of her hair to him because he's going on this adventure yeah. and it's like his big chance because he's got Burglecut, who's like the biggest of all the midgets. He's like four foot five. And My he's a big fat guy. My absolute favorite character. I know he's movie. been. Chapsworth he's, has used the picture of Burglecut for an online avatar for a long time on many different platforms. <laughs> yeah, it's just Burglecut. And it's the, football the least flattering look of him. When I used to play shit. poker, I remembered we would all be, you know, in like a Discord chat. And I heard one of the daughters of one of the players come in. Is that what that guy really looks like, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> like, terrified that that was like a real person. And I've loved it ever since. That it's kind of the sticking point. Yeah, imagine to be him walking, wandering oh. around in public. Sad enough, Mark Nothel, North over who played Burgle Cut, uh, he had the least amount of content for his career. He was in The Doors. I thought you were going to say died shortly after filming. No, he died in like, I think, 2010. Or so, but he uh, such a rounded. Character. He was in a couple, a couple things here or there. His IMDb list wasn't very big, but he was in a little part of a Depeche Mode video, "Walking in My Shoes." Is there like a? Oh yeah! Oh wow! That's a. There's his appearance in the burgle. Burgle cut had some extra cut on his burgle there. <laughs> He's got a little bit of extra chinage. Good look, man. Handsome man, handsome man. Four very English uh, gentry look to him there. North Mark Northover. If you can get more neck on that, that should be our shot for the week. <laughs> <laughs> so what the fuck were we talking about? Willow. Yeah, Willow. We were, we were at the how, part where Willow was going on his journey. And I, I, how about you talk about up until about the? Uh, how can you take us to uh, the, the story up to um, my least favorite part where it gets interesting? To, to your favorite line of the movie. Seriously. Okay. Uh, just, so just take take us to not a woman. So it's along their travels. I'm going to do an abbreviated version. We're not going too deep. Uh, so the best, uh, of course, they uh, it ends up being decided Willow's going to take this child and deliver it to the Daikini because it's Daikini baby. Daikinis are just normals. That's their word for normal people. Um, they uh, they send sending Willow, uh, and then they are also uh, sending. They decide to send Burglecut, and then at that point, Burglecut decides he wants Vonkar with him, so he gets the best soldier with him. Ha ha! Big everybody laughs. They go on this uh, the travels. Along their travels, uh, they run into a dude in a cage. Uh, he's a daikini. They want to give him the baby. Half of them are like, "Fuck, let's just ditch out now." Uh, so they're like, give "Yeah, you just pick. tell you what, give this guy the baby, and then we're out of here." They're, so then they're like, "Look, we're heading back. You can do what you want, but Willow doesn't want to uh, just drop the baby off with anybody." And this guy's clearly some sort of criminal. Uh, this man is Val Kilmer, starring as Mad Mardigan. Scared. No, don't! Don't! There's a, a peck here with an acorn pointing <coughs> at me! There's a peck with an acorn here pointing it at me. So, uh, over some time, uh, there's like an army rolls through, the world's dangerous. Uh, Willow's buddy sort of uh, convinces The army him of Galadorn! Convinces him this guy's a good guy, we should leave the baby with him. And so. Willow sort of makes this guy pledge. We're running to take care out of, of the baby. food. 
Yes, we're running out of food. We can't. His friend Migos is the shittiest Samwise. Yeah, he basically gives up. Gives up right away. Uh, so then, it's uh, Willow agrees to give him the baby. They are going to head back. So they give the baby to let the dude out. He le- he goes about his business, and then shortly later, they are visited by the brownies, and they're the uh, taken captive, Gulliver's travel style. Well, they cut out while he was taking a pee-pee. While he was taking a pee-pee. Or no, he says that later when he says that to Mad Mardigan. I stole the baby from you while you were taking a pee-pee. Kevin Pollock. Yeah, Kevin Pollock's best role. No way. Usual suspects. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. He was great. So, uh, anyways, that's when they they get the baby back. Uh, They now have to take... Have to take care of the baby. They were they know where the nearest kind of town is. They go to the nearest town. It's this crazy pub full of gangsters and whores, wenches, beer, booze, dancing. That's craziness. funny. That was the name of it: gangsters, whores, wenches, beers, booze, dancing. <coughs> so actually, it was thank God it's wenches, beers, whores, booze, dancing. And uh, while uh, Willow is there, he ends up. Uh, Falling through a wall, like the weirdest sort of thing. Hey, just that's the false wall going into a room Out with of the a way, dude. Peck. Yeah, with a dude with a dude with his wife, and there's a bad Mardigan dressed oh, as a woman. You missed an, a very important story point, actually. Before that, Shalandra's wand. Oh yes. Who's the Lord Tannen? The baby talks to Jesus. But she's just a baby. She's very special. My brownies have been searching for her ever since we heard she was born. Elora Dannon has chosen you to be her guardian. Me? Yes. She likes you. That forest elf queen, whatever, was so had in such an uninteresting career. She didn't even have a she had a name, but not a link in Wikipedia. So. I did not get any information about her, but she tells Willow that she's a princess and she's going to defeat Bad Morda and take her to find the... What's her name? The... So he goes to the bar, finds Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan's dressed as a woman. Uh, nearly gets raped by a man. <laughs> uh, and then uh, guards rush in. Uh, Sorsha shows up. Sorsha, the fucking smoke show Sorsha. Yeah, that's what I want to say. She's it's... fucking hot. She ended up marrying Val Kilmer after this movie. I know. He got in there right away. They made they made the, one more movie together. Prime Val Kilmer, too. He could fucking write any check he wanted. Joanne for back in those Wally. Days. <laughs> Sorsha married to Val Kilmer in 1988 to 1996. She's in a shit ton of other TV and movies, and I couldn't recognize her in any of them. Her, her IMDb list and, and shit was huge. Yeah. Still to today. Mm-hmm. She was just in. She was Sister Maggie in Daredevil on Netflix, on season three. So this is. But hey, I was eight years old. This was an awakening for me seeing her. I was impressed. This is very recent. She could look worse. That was how many years ago? Fuck. Not too shab. Not too shab. Thirty fucking years ago. Big husband. <laughs> right for the tits, look at that. Yeah, just instant tits. And doesn't think anything's up at this point. And it's in front of his wife, Mark. And then uh, yeah. Val Kilmer starts shaking a baby. His wife's cousin. He's just straight up trying to rape her immediately. Drunk Brownie, drunk Kevin Pollock. 
Well, yeah, if you're a tiny, tiny little person, you're falling a barrel of beer. Yum, yum, yum. It's kind of funny to me that uh, when Willow is first defeated, it's by something smaller than him. Like, of all things. Well, a shit ton of smaller things than things I know, but with arrows and ropes. Still, it's just ironic. It's like you, all these giant threats out there, and it's like the tiny ones that tied him <laughs> up and things that stabbed him. Chapsworth, yeah, do you want to continue on from the, there's a, the, from the bar to the action scenes or whatever? No? No. Okay. Ranting, how about you? So uh, there's like this big, long escape scene, and then, you know, they have to go <laughs> find Finn Rizal on some island. That's why the brownies are guiding them. And uh, Mad Morgan's like, I'll just take you to the lake, and I'm out, Peck. And then, yeah, they go to the island, and they find some possum. <laughs> literally, literally. Yeah, possum. <laughs> it was a That's... cut action scene where there was supposed to be a sea monster on the as they're taking the boat over the lake. That would have been cool. Yeah, spooky. but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Which is good, because, you know, you would expect that in, like, Conan the Destroyer when they're on the ice pond, but... Yeah, I love Conan the Destroyer. What's wrong with you? Who are you? You don't need monster. Conan the Destroyer? The... Oh, I'm not... I don't know if I'm ready for this deep this list of things yet. We haven't gotten to General Kale yet. Love I'll, that. I'll remind you about Conan the Destroyer with General Kale. He's got one of the coolest uh, bad guy masks of all time. Oh, yeah, that this. skull mask? So great. Yeah, that long yeah. skull, too. Yeah. So Finn Rizal was turned into a possum by Bad It is a possum a right time. now. You have to be stuck on an island as a possum for like 30 years. It's longer than that. 40 years? Something. She was pretty old. Uh, yeah. yeah. She used to be beautiful. 50, 60 or something. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing she mentions. How she old went she from is, right? Miley Cyrus to fucking so long? Blanche Dubois. Hey, Blanche was ready for anything, though, man. Oh, yeah. Oops. Yeah, so once they get right back across the lake with the fucking possum, then uh, the, they show up and catch them. And they... The entire army seems to be garrisoned on the other side of the lake, This too. is the part where the movie <laughs> gets kind of sort of absurd in parts and gets sort of over the top and gets big. It gets epic now. Like, up to now, you, yeah. you're you just sort of got this big world and a lot of mystery and they're just introducing characters, but this is where it really kind of gets interesting, in my opinion. Knock my army up in the mountains and she, uh, Fenrizel wants uh, Willow to try to transform him with the wand. The one that what's her name gave to. We have arrived. You are safe. Shh! Don't interrupt. Hither, green and ban, Clyde Abluninot. Hither, green and ban. What are you gonna look like if this works? Don't interrupt. Sorry. Hither, green and ban, Clyde Abluninot. I am a young, beautiful woman. Oh, oh shit! So why why did his wrist always hurt? Because he's doing magic. Magic takes a lot out takes of you. Yeah, whenever he uses carpal tunnel. Goes, ah! like, yeah. My trick wrist. <laughs> <laughs> he's smart too. Football injury, okay? He's he's smart too. When he faked the, the his pig trick with Bav Morda at the end, he goes, ah! And grabs his wrist and falls over, even though he didn't do magic. So maybe it'd be a, you know, a tell for Bav Morda to be like, he did magic! So cute. I, spoiler alert, I guess. We're at that yeah. point of the movie to oh, talk shit, about I'm the sorry. very end. If it doesn't beat Bath Morta, she wins. <laughs> yeah. So keep going. Oh, is it me? Okay, well... Uh, and, and we don't need to go into super detail here, but... Yeah. 
the brownies get mad at Val Kilmer and hit him with a dust of broken hearts. They break out of the cage, and Val Kilmer goes and starts kissing on Sorsha and being like, you're my sun, my moon, my only sky. I my love Starlet's you. Blah, blah. Starlet's Professor's love. Professor's love, and then like they steal the baby back, and then they go on a sled ride down a hill. Yeah, sled, we are having so much fun. Which she ends put in something up, hilarious. She could have put up a better fight with the sled ride, I think. She wasn't on the sled. It ends with... Uh, Mad oh, Mardigan that's right, that's right. coming down the hill in a gigantic snowball. That was ridiculous. Big round snowball. That's when they kind of jumped the shark into absurdity on this. Like that's like something that would legit. No, it know. just is his his somewhat liquefied corpse would end up that's, down at the bottom. That's right, Mad Mardigan. She doesn't. Or Sorcha doesn't go. He like kisses her and then yeah, and then and then everybody bursts in. Yeah. He cuts down the tent and then kisses her. I do gotta say though, like. When I used to build snow forts, if you could get it, sometimes you could roll it like sod. Oh, yeah. And then oh, you yeah, could just stack like the cylinders. For sure. It's just, it was just the dopest. And, but if a person were in there, it wouldn't just have boots sticking out of the side, like comically. Head. Yeah. <laughs> like Acme fucking Still. Looney Tunes style. Well, they end up at the uh, little village at the bottom of the hill, and they're, oh, there's Eric again, the guy with the army from Galadorn. And they're all hiding in the basement, so they don't get killed by Nokmar soldiers. And then they go and kidnap Sorsha when the Nakmar soldiers show up, and they ride away, and then Sorsha escapes, and then like, oh, I kind of love him, and yeah. They go to... Sorsha's uh, kind of Tiraslin. They end up at Tiraslin, but it looks like Baph Mordek beat him to it. All the all the inhabitants are frozen in crystal blocks and shit, and it thought there's a bunch of trolls everywhere. Trolls are interesting in this. They do a good job of sort of uh, chroma keying them onto the the side of buildings and stuff and making it look like they're crawling all over the place. And they make... They go... Yeah, not my idea, but that's more of a gremlin goblin. I could see that being a troll. troll. I could see it being a troll. Trolls are big, lumbering creatures to me. And ultimately, the troll turns into something else. Yeah. Okay, because Willow's fucked up trick rest in his magic. And what kind of spell was that to be like, turn this somewhat benign creature into something horrible? Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Val Kilmer and Willis have a bunch of traps in Tiris Lean while before the army shows up. There's a troll. Willow, use the wand on that troll. See, it was her dumbass idea. <laughs> just Beninoct. Just a word. Just whatever gibberish she comes up with. See, his wrist is hurting bad there. But Beninoct makes it become... A brain It, it peels sprouts. its own skin off, and then two little heads pop out. Like, that That kind of reminded me of like something Spiel, Spielberg-y. Like, that he would do, like, just the, the quick, slow anime nastiness. Yeah, sort of like a face melting or yeah, something. Yeah, like, yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So what we have yeah, is uh, General Kale, who is Pat Roach. Uh, George Lucas based the character off of uh, a uh, film critic, Pauline Kale. The fact was not lost on Kale in her printed view of the film. She referred to General Kale as an homage au moi. Similarly, the two-headed monster called the Ebersisk. After film critics Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert, that's what its two-headed monster dragon is that eats everybody and blows fire. Is after named after Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> but uh, did yeah. they, what, what did Siskel and Ebert enjoy this movie? This movie got kind of panned, didn't it? Uh, no, it made it 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 made money. Uh, I think. Got yeah, venom. Yeah, well, in you know. China. Anymore, that's where movies make their money. It's like domestically, like thirty million. Yeah, two point five out of three, two and a half stars. Two that's half stars. pretty bad. That's pretty out bad. of three. No, out of five. No, that's out of three. Oh wait, that's two out of three. Yeah. Is it out of three? I Look at the top. I just think. Yeah, but 
Roger Ebert, May 20th, 1988. A producer and O'Farrell find a baby on a raft in the Nile. That's enough. Uh, <laughs> okay, so. Uh, yeah. Can't believe those Go motherfuckers ahead, got paid no, to do that shit. No, you're doing it. Oh, gosh. I just like the then... first half of the movie. Golly. And uh, so they fight off in Tiris Lane, and uh, Willow's fighting trolls, and Val Kilmer's killing every single Nokmar soldier by himself. And the whole time, uh, Sorsha's watching him, and she's like super wet. Yeah, she's she like, starts you can see she's, her, she's just gushing down below, like, yum, like, yum. Look at that man kill rusted my Rusted armor. Like yeah, rusted armor <laughs> status, rusted yeah, armor. She's, she's squeaking everywhere she goes now. <laughs> Willow fights some trolls, and then uh, uh, Laura Dana gets taken by General Kale, who's played by Pat Roach. Yeah, he 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 has her so one one it that she fucking defects from her mother. Do you think that'd be like a mean chafe downstairs? Absolutely, it's gotta be fucking. That yeah. doesn't look like comfortable but, uh, shit. So Sorcia switches sides and kisses Val Kilmer. Willow's crying because Laura Dannon got stolen. And Pat Roach, General Kale, pro wrestler in the UK. Judo Pat Roach then changed to Bomber Pat Roach. And then Big Pat Roach. Uh, guys, uh, any movies you can think this guy was in? Name of this name movie. Willow. He's the big guy. The big guy. And he made these movies you can think of he might have been in. George Lucas related. Steven Spielberg. I come in peace. No. Maybe. Is he in Indiana Jones and the... Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's as right. The guy he fights with the oh yeah that gets the cut up by rock the crusher. Plane. The Nazi mechanic cut up by the propeller blades yeah, is him? Pat Roach, as well as the giant Sherpa in the bar fight scene. Was okay. wasn't he also in uh, in uh, Temple of Doom on the rock crusher? Was he in Temple of Doom on the rock crusher? Yeah, the one who got his cape caught up and says, "I, uh, I uh, and he I got." I think I know. It's a big guy. Pat Roach. Look oh, you just had that kind of queued up, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, he's on my list. He was a thuggy guard in Temple of Doom that gets caught. His rope gets caught in the rock crusher. Good call, bud. Thank and you, I didn't even you. watch this one. I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark today. Got Samson to watch about That's three quarters of it. That's a nasty way to go, too. Think that movie gets made today with the, or do you think it gets called racist and never gets made? <laughs> oh, half the stuff I've been watching wouldn't be made today and fly. Oh Fuck yeah. <gasps> no, Pat Roach. We don't stop there with Pat that Roach, sounds guys. Charming. That's very charming. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right into the mic. Do that as much as possible. Was he in an Arnold movie? Oh shit! It's uh, Sean Connery and Never Say Never Again. One of my least favorite Bond movies. As a matter but it's of fact. that. It's the uh, the wait. The weight room fight scene, where he's uh, is he pulling? It looks like he's exerting on the he's pull. pulling and pushing. I think on that, or it's a reverse. This is where he's strain. He's straining on. Oh no, he's straining on the push. I guess. Confused. Pat Roach. Okay, this is doesn't make for good audio. Though. Least favorite Bond <laughs> movies. Yeah, well, Pat Roach in the weight room scene, beating the shit out of Sean Connery in nineteen eighty two. And Red Sonia, he was Brytag. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, he was a character, a Nazi named Gestapo. A Nazi named Gestapo. It's kind of an outdated name I for a Nazi. I picture him as one of the guys on the tank. And oh shit, Conan the Destroyer, he played the man-ape, Tothamon. Nice. Pulled this that thing, reference this out thing creeped me out when I was a kid. Yeah, it's reptilian and like blue-skinned. There it is. There he is. Pat Roach. Not that you could tell. 
<laughs> that is him. That is him. Right the same to... soundbite for every time he breaks a glass. How too. big was he if he was playing all these big guys? He's probably pretty big. I don't have that. So how many times did all Wikipedia. the... If you took all the George Lucas movies and there's the... Ah! You know, yeah, the Wilhelm scream. Wilhelm scream, yeah. I wonder how many times that's been played. A billion. Like, you could, Wilhelm screams everywhere. Six five. Six five. Pat Roach, six foot five. Pretty fucking Francis. big. Pussy. Patrick Roach. Pretty fucking big. Not bigger than me. All right. Pretty so fucking big. They, uh, Arax army shows up at the last minute and saves Willow and Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan is one word. One word. Mad Mardigan. Not two words. Uh, they are joined with Eric's army and then they plan to go and take over the Nakamar castle and defeat Bad Morda, blah, blah, blah. They show up, Bad Morda gets mad. And Is it Mad Martigan or Mad Mardigan? Tiggin, I think. I just, yeah, I was like, God, his name is just too long. Mad Martigan. Mad Martigan, Val Kilmer, top secret, real genius type, top gun. He was Iceman. The door's Jim Morrison. Does it actually say there? Because I don't see it. Batman Forever, he was Batman, motherfuckers. In hey, 2020, Top Turley. Gun... What? Mad Martigan or Mad Martigan? Can you tell me? It's T, I told you. It's Martigan. Where are you, are you just saying that out authoritatively? Or is that... Yeah, you don't have to believe anything I say. If you're wrong, this is going to look so bad for you. Okay, fine, fine. I see it there. Okay, okay. Uh, okay, you win this time. 2020, Val Kilmer is playing Maverick as playing Iceman once again in Top Gun Maverick. He was the voice of Kit in the 2008 Knight Rider TV show, and currently he's the voice of a really scratchy voice, scratchy sad man. Huh? Who's the scratchy voice, scratchy sad? Val Kilmer was the voice of oh, Kit yeah, in 2008. Yeah. No, he's the voice of sadness. He, he, this is the thing that uh, Turlet texted me last night because. Uh, I wonder why they never did anything with this license or something. Like, I wonder why this is on YouTube for so long. Like, they, nobody's taken it's it down. It's fucking Lucasfilm. It's been on YouTube for years. The and whole I, movie. And I said, because they gave up hope on making a sequel after Val Kilmer gargled Satan's piss. It's funny. That's just, but it's not, <laughs> not, it's not exactly true, though. We'll get there. So, they join up with all the soldiers, etc. They get turned into pigs by Bad pigs. Morda. They're all pigs. Willow turns Thin Rizel back into a... Elderly. Elderly woman. woman. She turns all the soldiers back into humans. They hide in holes in the ground, and then they taunt Babvorda with just the Thin Rizel and Willow, and then they open the gates, and then everybody comes out of the holes in the ground that they dug somehow in the middle of the night, and they all rush the castle, have a big fight scene. Uh, they have a big fight scene upst- upstairs with... Uh, well, Val Kilmer, Pat Roach kills uh, Eric, and then Val Kilmer kills Pat Roach, and then uh, by by stabbing him with like five different swords, a whole or bunch something. of swords. <laughs> he got stabbed, and he had uh, didn't he have Sorsha's sword, right? Or because those swords they had those big long serrated ones, those were nasty looking swords. Yeah. That's what he gets him with when he props it up and pulls him in on it. Pretty brutal. God damn, we only have five minutes left, and I have like six pages. Of I know stuff. you really went. Whole, you were like, "Hey, we need at least five to three minute clips." <laughs> I thought I had time. I didn't know. Well, then they go upstairs. Bathmorda gets tricked by Willow and thinks now, he's doing a pig trick. Don't, don't get past this part because this is actually. I, I don't know. This is a. This movie is a very feminist pro woman. All the the big main shakers in this fucking movie are all women. The 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 the, the character the. The worst person is a woman, right? 
Finn Rizal, this is how this really goes down. Willow, in the end, tricks her, but Finn Rizal goes all hardcore fucking to, into a fist fight in which she delivers three unanswered cross rights. She did beat the shit out three of Three unanswered Morda. cross rights on, uh, on Bav Morda, throws her all over the room and cackles at her. It turns into a total old woman yes. fist fight. And, and it's Cackle. over. And, and the other main character that this hall pins on is uh, Alora Dannon, a little girl. They're, they're, all the characters of everything going on, it, they're the three biggest part of this big epic conclusion that they have, this big mm-hmm. brawl. And Willow really kind of comes in and outsmarts Bath more Even than the, the daughter of the enough. evil queen is a badass warrior. Yeah. It's like, she's you're right. She's a huge character. This, this movie, I don't and, think, gets the kind of credit it deserves. And also, the evil woman is defeated by a, a man with disabilities. True. This is all around Jesus. diversity. Folks, mm, god damn. You taste that? You taste that fucking... That's the angle mm. I take on Willow. Mm, this, this whole fucking movie's a Tumblr page. He said today, this movie ended high fantasy in the 80s. And I said, no other movie could touch this movie after. Turlet, you said, Turlet said this? Mm. Yeah. That's my, that's my take on it. It's, it's one of the, way to put the it. best fantasy movies of all time. Because it caused the death of high fantasy movies of the 80s. It Did the it really? Was one, it, there's much. none after this? Not, not, not in the same vein, really, as all those other ones. This was through. a great one. I liked Legend. When, was Le- when did Legend come out? I think four, maybe it's one of Legend is first surprisingly movies. dark. And dark Crystal, that was a fucking yeah. amazing movie, too. Crystal. Well, fuck, let's see what we can get through here, guys. Well, then, uh, Willow... Uh, yeah, everybody gets freed, all the people in Tiras League get unfrozen from their crystal blocks and they celebrate and then Val Kilmer and uh, fucking Sorsha are now king and queen and Valora Dannon is the gonna be the, is a princess or whatever princess. Yeah. and Willow is the king of the midgets wow he, he, Willow returns, everyone's excited so to see and he's him. able to do magic because they gave him a book of magic to yeah. study on his way home he ain't a farmer no more, he's doing magic and he proves it I gotta call you out on something What's that? you named your cat the Willow equivalent of Midget. Yeah, that's the slur. Yeah, because she was always underfoot, and my, and my brother kept shouting out of the way, Peck. You're right. If, if there's anything offensive to be found in Willow, it's the word Peck. Yep, I pretty much call my, my cat the, the uh, little person N-word. All right, guys. I'm glad you found that angle. Guys, directed better. by Ron Howard, story by Sweet Sweet George Lucas. He didn't write the script, but he wrote the what story. Music by James Horney for Horner. This was going to originally be titled Munchkins. Ooh, really? But five years before the the movie was starting to be created, George George <laughs> Lucas, Jesus George Lucas, after meeting Warwick Davis at the age of eleven on the set of Return of the Jedi, playing e- Wicked the Ewok, he Ewok wrote the role of Willow for Warwick. How Davis. old was he in Willow? Eleven. Oh wait, in the war he was. Like a eight, Willow, 19 or something. Or? Oh, really? He's that young. Huh? Was he? In Willow, he's 19. He was 11 in Return of the Jedi. And 88, four. Yeah, Willow looks like an age Six well. years. Willow but looks now, like a grown man in that. Now like Warwick Davis still 70. looks like he's about, you know, 40. And he's, well, I think he's close to 70. Why aren't we talking? Isn't, no. there, isn't there talk of Willow, too? Yeah, we will get there. I'm going to try to rush through all of my Willow goodness. The latest Leprechaun does not have Warwick Davis in it. No, the reboot's not going to have it. I think they can't pay him enough anymore. That's probably what's going down. 
Jason X. All right, let's was just great. Yes. spread out this butter. That was. Yeah, you saw yeah. that on so the nitrogen face smash. Uh, James Horner does talk about how he wrote the score for Willow. We'll skip it because it's boring. Uh, released on May 20th, 1998, his competition was Crocodile Dundee 2, Big, and Rambo 3. Ooh, lost out. I love Rambo 3. It had Academy, Big was a blockbuster, too. Academy Award nominations for sound effects, editing, and visual effects lost both of those to Roger Rabbit. Uh, three video games. Jeez. So That's, how is how is competition not Roger Rabbit, then? Oh, I guess they didn't release it wasn't at the released same in the same time. Gotcha, t- gotcha. part of it, yeah. Video games, action game for the Amiga, with Commodore 64, and a couple other things. There was an arcade game that was an action game or something else. And there was course, also a Nintendo game we talked about today. That was an amazing game. Yes, I, I have played that game recently. There was I a have Nintendo that on game? A, yeah. yeah. The Nintendo game is amazing. It was like so Legacy of Kane style. Yeah, you just... Yeah, beautiful this music. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Boy, if this isn't nostalgic, what the fuck is? I love these, like Faxanadu, this game. There was, um, there was another game. Crystalis, I love yeah. Crystalis. There's a bunch of gameplay here, too. Friday the 13th. Oh, look at I remember all of this. Actually, not really. <laughs> I never, it was the hardest game I ever played. It's a hard one. You have to get lucky to win. Which game? Friday the 13th. We talked about it. Oh, yeah. Let's get into the novels last. A possible sequel, April 2005. Lucas and Davis commented that the uh, television series sequel is under consideration. June 2008, Davis reiterated his hopes. February 15, 2013, Val Kilmer posted a photo via Twitter implying that it was right around the corner. But it coincided with the Life's Too Short Life's Too Short was great, by the way. It's Warwick Davis and Carl Pilkington. Or no, it's Ricky... No, oh, it's Carl Pilkington. No, it's not. It's actually just Warwick Davis trying to... He's like riding on the coattails of his old career. They did a show together, though. Yeah, but that's different. They did. Yeah, Idiot Goes Abroad. He was on season three. Yeah. But it was on HBO. It was actually pretty good, and then they fucking cut it after like two yeah, seasons. Yeah, I watched the scene today where Val Kilmer came in, and he's like, hey, yeah, and talking to Warwick Davis and joking around and stuff, but it was all kind of scripted. He's acting really weird, but it coincided with that when when uh, when he said that. 2016, Warwick Davis went on record again, stating he would not like to see a remake of Willow, but he would like to see a sequel that explores if Willow became a sorcerer and not what happened to Alora Dannon when she grew up, because that's kind of what happened in the books, I guess. 2018 yeah, talks surfaced about, about a type of sequel. I don't want to give away too much, but there's a little talk of Willow. Howard told comicbook.com we wouldn't call it Willow 2. I think it would focus a lot on Laura Dannon, although Willow would be significantly I've involved. seen a picture of the girl that played Laura Dannon a few years ago. I don't remember, though. There were twins. Actually, was there it? was... Uh, the producer's daughters played the backpack girls when the uh, when the actresses they did the close-ups on got too big, and there was also an animatronic dummy they would use for the hard running scenes. They got some great facial expressions out of that baby. Heck yeah, it's a cute kid. Reminded me of Samson a lot for the, the yeah. blazing yeah, the orange hair. hair. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, 2018 socks surfaced again with some type of sequel. I don't want to give away too much, but there's a little fuck of Willow. I said that again. Uh, Kilmer tweeted in 2018, <laughs> you just can't keep a good thing down. There's a top secret a script. Kind of Willow mashup. Uh, George Lucas has always defended Willow and it's compared Willow. to the mega smashes of the Hobbit trilogy. Sheriff Willow. Willow Herb. Alright, so Warwick Davis got his big break when Kenny Baker was sick playing the lead Ewok in Return of the Jedi. So they picked Warwick Davis because he had adorable head nods. Mark Hamill liked him and bought all him all the Star Wars action figures he did not have. He was Wicked Ewok in Return of the Jedi and Caravan of Courage in Ewok Adventure and Ewoks the Battle for Endor. Labyrinth? He's in Labyrinth? He was in the Goblin Corps along with many other cast members of Willow in Labyrinth. 
They all uh, wore helmets so you couldn't see him. He was the Leprechaun in Leprechaun 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. Star Wars The Phantom Menace, he was Yoda for the walk-in shots. The character Weasel and the character Wald, a uh, Rodian. Harry Potter, Phileas Flitwick, Griphook, who was originally played by Vern Troyer in The Philosopher's Stone, but Warwick Davis did everything else. He was in Life's Too Short and Native Abroad. The Seven Dwarfs of Auschwitz, he was a presenter. He doesn't have the most common form of dwarfism of contraplasia. I didn't know Dude, that. Dude, he better have made a goddamn boatload of money in his career, because he was in a lot of really, really big movies. Uh, yeah, he's rich. Star Wars The Force Awakens, he was Wolovan again. Uh, Wolovan. Rogue One, he was Wee Teeth, Kugelby, Last Jedi, Wolvedon, and Tham. So I guess this and Leprechaun, are, are those the only movies in which he's the lead? Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon, he was the voice of Thrawn's Bardi God Rook. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Solo, he was, he was Weasel the, again, replacing his uh, role from Star Wars The Phantom Menace. He was the lead in the, that show on HBO, Last Too Short. Yeah, but it, movie-wise. Yeah, it, it it's so cringeworthy. It's good. It's awfully cringeworthy. Well, it's because it was written by Gervais or something, yeah. wasn't it? And Steven yeah, Martin. yeah. Oh, folks, we're gonna have to get into more Willow next time. I just can't, just can't, can't drag it out. There's too much, but there's so many Willow facts. So, can I pick a movie now? Ham Tackle gets the next pick on Bastard Piece Theater. Ham Tackle. I'm picking uh, the Green Room. The Green Room. Is that that thing where the punk band and the yes. Patrick Stewart? Oh, yeah, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. That's violent and scary. Yes. Right? Or the venue, like the promoter? Yes. Okay. I wanted to watch. It's on my list to watch. Uh, yes. Just you know, because of him. I watched the autopsy of Jane Doe. That was great. That's also good, yeah. I have not seen it. <laughs> Who's the guy? The, the, he's the commander in Super Troopers, right? Yeah, the, the chief. There, there are two coroners. A father-son coroner. And they find this girl. They they just start, and it's fucking like nothing you would ever think. You are great, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you I'll once again for joining us on Master Bastard, the podcast with Claster. We'll catch you next time. Put a nice big dick in your mouth, you piece of shit.
horny for Horner.